Welcome to the NFT Now podcast, your go-to source to succeed in the fast-moving world of Web3. I'm Matt Medved. Each week, we interview visionary creators, builders, and collectors, so you can stay up to date on the most important trends and tactics for the internet's next frontier. Who's, who's enjoying the gateway art right now? Raise your hands. There we go, there we go. We have an incredibly special panel today, a very special fireside chat with none other than Krista Kim, a visionary artist. I'm gonna let you tell us a little bit about your background because there's so much to cover and I don't wanna miss anything important. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we are here at NFT Now and Seoul together. Um, I, I've been practicing uh, digital art since 2012, and before that I was painting. Um, I basically started to work with digital since I was enrolled in a Master's of uh, Art program at LaSalle College of the Arts in Singapore. And um, it was then when I realized that I don't want to paint anymore. I was painting, and I'm an abstract um, expressionist, and I... I actually was uh, learning painting in Japan because I'd lived in Japan for three and a half years before that. And um, really my, the essence of my style and the essence of my DNA comes from uh, Zen. And I really am a meditator. Uh, art for me is a practice of, of um, spiritual awakening and mental health, meditativeness, expressing spirituality. And uh, so I really wanted to ask the question while I was in, in Singapore doing my master's. The thesis was, uh, how can I create a sublime experience on the screen? Because everybody's exposed to screens uh, in the digital age. And I felt that, you know, maybe these screens, instead of always giving us a commercial messaging or trying to sell us something, trying to, you know, manipulate us into doing things, why can't we use the screen for mental health and for wellness and for Zen? So that has been my exploration since 2012. And uh, now I'm creating uh, these uh, video installations that are healing meditative experiences, both in the metaverse and in, in real life as physical installations. In fact, my art is uh, beautifully uh, displayed here at it the sure exhibition. Is. Thank you. Uh, on these incredible screens, screen and the materiality and the quality of the screen, it really matters. And it's really truly an honor to be here at NFT Now, a gateway, uh, Seoul. Well, we are so happy to have you. Krista, I believe this is your third gateway with us. We're honored. We're honored. We, you know, we're honored to have you keep coming back. And let's talk a little bit about, before we dive into all the topics. Let's, let's talk a little about resonance. The piece that you have that you're that you're exhibiting here. It's beautiful. We made sure to to make to to feature it prominently. I'd love to hear just in your words, the artist's words. Um, you know what the inspiration and significance is of it. Thank you. If you'd notice when you look at resonance, uh, resonance version one, the, the piece that's on display here, you'll see a rough diamond. And you'll see in the background a sequence of movements of the gradients that are merging colors, colors that are actually healing. And I, for me, it, that's how it feels for me. It's why I create the color gradients, because I feel that it's a healing experience. It's very visceral. It makes me feel good when I see the colors. But then the symbolism of the rough diamond is that we are all rough diamonds. 
human beings, we are all more beautiful and we are form, formed through really like under pressure. There's a lot of hardship in life. As a human being, life is ups and downs. But I think the more uh, resilient under pressure, we can actually overcome difficult circumstances and we can become beautiful diamonds. So this is why I basically created this rough diamond because it represents every human being and we can all relate to that. I absolutely love that. Speaking of every human being, as we enter this new paradigm, this new digital future, digitally native future, uh, I know you and I have had some amazing conversations about the role of digital identity. And it's an area that you are very much focused on with all of your forthcoming projects. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the future of digital identity and how that's shaping your artistic output. So I, I believe that um, digital identity is very important right now because <clears throat> especially when you consider what we are, we're data. Uh, throughout our lifetime as a digital being, we are emitting data. So data is power and data is oil and data is our property. The reason why I'm involved in Web3 and why I'm interested in the blockchain technology is because I am really against the practice of surveillance capitalism, which is where companies, centralized uh, companies, accumulate your data for free against your rights. I believe it's an infringement of human rights to take our data and uh, to resell it. And I think that it is an abuse of power. So when you think about digital identity, you also have to consider that this is the new paradigm shift of considering the fact that we are our data, our data, I am my data, my data is me. That's the new digital identity. And then, of course, when you go into the age of AI, there is a big threat of AI insurgency. And I remember when I was at TED, I spoke on Web3 about five months ago in Vancouver. In the conversations, a lot of the presentations were centered around AI and the threat of AI. And a lot of people were concerned about how AI will hijack your identity. It will create warfare of information, AI. You don't know what's real versus what is fake. And if you live in a civilization where you don't know what is the truth versus what is fake, you have absolute chaos. So having the first um, foundational level of truth, which is me, who am I? What is my truth, my identity? That in the blockchain is a very powerful identifier. And so if we can actually authenticate our own identity in the blockchain, that is the first line of defense against AI insurgency of our authenticity of who we are. And then of course that means as an artist, if I create something and I can digitally verify what I create in the blockchain with like a, like a check, that is a Krista Kim artwork then whatever AI creates, whether it's a derivative of my work or some other people are creating derivatives of my work, it doesn't matter, that's a beautiful thing. But what's mine is identified and verified. So that in the future, post AI, 
we're going to live in a world where everything we see and experience will be fake, will be deemed fake until it is verified in the blockchain. So for me, I'm really interested in how can we effectively establish our digital identity through biometrics in the blockchain. And there is a company called Tenbeo, T-E-N-B-E-O, out of Brussels. And uh, they have created an incredible technology that um, is able to capture the algorithm of our heartbeat into the blockchain so that Krista Kim, as long as my heartbeat exists, my heartbeats, all the data is aggregated, I own the data, it is in my wallet, and I can control access through my heartbeat, me, into my house, into my car, access to my assets, and AI can't fake that. So that's digital identity. I absolutely love that. And there's so much that there's so much alignment between like your vision and, and what we're doing with tokenized media and the need to verify the truth on chain in an age of AI disinformation. Um, and I love that we're both seeing the need for that and tackling it in different areas in different, different fields, but, but with a, a similar aim, which is the pursuit of the truth and also embracing this technology while mitigating, um, the potential, uh, downsides or dangers that it can create. Um, as an artist and a creator, I know that you have, you've used AI in your work uh, for, for quite some time. And um, I would love to hear a little bit about almost like that creative tension that exists with AI where like, because you, you use it as a tool, you see it as, as something that's inspiring, you recognize some of these quite significant dangers that it can pose, um, you know, to the artist community. Like, like, what is that kind of evolving relationship with AI for you? So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a recent experimenter with AI, and I've only um, started really creating artwork in collaboration with AI over the past uh, six months. You know, since ChatGPT and MidJourney, et cetera, all these tools were launched earlier this year. And, um, you know, through my observation, I feel that, uh, you know, it's not as if you just use AI and can just all of a sudden create good art, right? It doesn't work that way. Um, in order to create good art, I see AI as a tool, and therefore the creator has to really know what they want and have a very clear vision to prompt engineer exactly what they want to see or to create something that is really compelling as an artwork. So you still already have to have a style, you have to have a message, you have to have a philosophy, you have to have a concept. And uh, almost like a movie director directing a film, right? And describing that film. What's the scene that you want to see and you're like engineering the prompt and it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's a collaborative process. Um, so really AI I see is a very incredible tool which I actually started using to teach my, my gradient artworks and just, you know, just trying it out and see what, what other color combinations can I also get there? Like, let's see what happens. And to my delight, I'm getting these incredible pieces that are derivatives of my, my existing oeuvre. And so I've actually started to integrate those pieces into my continuum video art installation. That is a healing meditative composition of um, my, it's a, it's an animated 
compilation of a series of my stills of gradients, which is now currently being uh, just, um, exhibited at the DDP, the exhibition I spoke about. It's a lot of fun. And having seen this exhibition, I highly suggest every single person in attendance check it out. It's beautifully done. Thank you. Um, so tastefully presented. Uh, and I really love the work. I just love the work. Thank you. you know? yeah. um, let's talk avatars. Avatars. I know there's a lot to dig into there, right? When we think about the intersection of digital identity, we think about uh, the metaverse and, and this interconnected nature. Um, we think about the role that AI plays there as well. How are you thinking about like avatars and, and um, where does that intersect with your artistry? So I'm really interested in figuring out, you know, you know, avatars, as we know, is an extension of um, our digital identity and that going forward is going to have more and more prominence and more and more importance of how we express ourselves and how we interact with the world and also the XR world, right? Talking about the convergence of AI, metaverse, blockchain, that's our future. So the avatar is going to play an important role and we're going to choose our avatars. We're going to customize our avatars. Our avatars are going to be an extension of self, psychologically, fashion, uh, you know, everything. How, however you wish to express yourself and be, you can be that through the avatar. And so I also think that as a mental health practice, I think that our own avatar, but also looking at the avatars of people we can learn from, mentors, um, you know, spiritual leaders. Uh, there's a project actually that I'm really interested in because I, I feel like I feel like Web two has been so devoid of integrating our our wisdom from our culture, you know, the history of our culture, the wisdom of our culture. Um, I think that there's a lot of wisdom that we can bring through AI into avatars of people such as Deepak Chopra, who I am collaborating with through my, um, my startup company, Zero Studio. We are collaborating to create his AI intelligent conversational model avatar to really um, scale uh, and also make his wisdom, 90 books, uh, an incredible soul, incredible wisdom, uh, make it accessible. Because this is why we have a mental health crisis right now is because people need help, but they don't know who to go to. And there aren't enough therapists in the world to, to speak to every single individual with something that's bothering them or they have a trauma, et cetera. There's only one therapist per 10,000 people in the United States. So you can imagine that those numbers would actually be worse, you know, elsewhere because the United States is <laughs> very, very, you know, advanced in this, this area. But the thing is, it's like when you think about talking to Deepak, like I have an issue. Um, I have this issue. I want to talk to someone now. Talk to Deepak. Deepak, what would you do in this situation? Or I had an argument with my mom and it's really making me depressed. What is your advice? What do you think of this situation? Imagine that you can have information that he already, you know, has written about. There's a plethora of knowledge and, you know, have a truly guard where guard railed um, you know, controlled language model where people can actually get really deep insights and help them alleviate their stress 
in the moment. So if we can expand that, that kind of language model for other experts in all kinds of fields, I'm talking about, think about the people that you respect, that you read their books and you've learned about in history. Um, I believe that this should be one of the, the, the foremost projects of AI avatars that we can build for the future of humanity. I love that. And there's so much to dig into there. We could just do an hour on that alone, yeah. I think. But yeah. we talked about, a, you talked about a mental health crisis. Um, yes. You know, I think we've, we've had a number of conversations about how Web3, if it's not headed for one, it's deeply mired already in a, in a mental health crisis. And there are so many significant factors at play that, that tie into this. The, you know, speculation and financialization of so many of the assets at play, um, the volatility of the markets and the climates, um, you know, the fact that people are, are winning and losing life changing sums of money overnight and, and not to mention the social media addiction, the, um, the, uh, you know, the ever present 24 seven nature of the markets that do not respect holidays that do not respect weekends. It's all a pressure cooker, you know, it's, it, and it's, it's something that we all experience, uh, by, by the nature of our involvement in this space. What are your thoughts on, um, wellness in web three, uh, and steps that people in this space can take to stay grounded, to remain healthy and to stay sane amidst it all? These are all universal concepts because the human condition is universal and there are ancient practices that have provided incredible, you know, answers to how we can mitigate anxiety, how we can, you know, have a relationship with a world that is healthy so that we can grow. We're not feeling that we're comparing ourselves to other people, that we can focus on the inner, the, you know, inner love, self-love and the self and personal growth. Um, for me, my daily practice is meditation, but I believe that, you know, there are incredible resources out there um, for, you know, just understanding that there will be ups and downs in life. And I think that when it comes to, you know, a, a community that's really high stress, you need a practice of mindfulness. You need to exercise. You need to, you know, watch your diet take care of yourself. I think a practice of self-love, um, you know, having regular, uh, having excellent friendships, people to talk to. And if you have a therapist, that's great. Um, at least people you love and trust who actually want the best for you, Pe supportive people around you. That's extremely important, but meditation is the key. Like I, I practice transcendental meditation, and, uh, you know, my artwork is basically a result of me having to process trauma, go through depression, uh, you know, learn to cope with anxiety through my meditation and then using my art as a way to heal myself. I think that also practicing art and creating in the world and helping others is profoundly healing. If you're actually giving a way to use your talents and skills to make the world better for other people is extremely he healthy for you, for your mental health. So all these things are very, very, very much common sense, but I just think people really need to step back and just have a disciplined practice um, of self-care, mental health. It's extremely important.
And if we all do it, then we all become much better, actually, much more productive. The work becomes better. We have better communities. You get rid of the toxicity in your life. There's nothing better than that, you know, just, just living a happy life that's of contentment and productivity and creating beauty. Like, that's, that's fantastic. It's the way we should be living. Absolutely. Uh, I'd love to dive into uh, what you said about using art to heal yourself. Um, and I'd love to understand the role of spirituality for you and, and what role spirituality plays in tying all of these different elements that I know are important to you together through the lens of both your personal practice and your artistic practice. Well, I think, uh, so here's the thing. When I was in the art program, uh, you know, doing my master's thesis in Singapore at LaSalle College of the Arts, my thesis was all about how there's so many great artists that created art that's spiritual and that the art is spiritual because when you're creating out of, you know, out of the core of your being and you're expressing your vulnerabilities and putting them out there, you're going to connect with other people and you're going to start healing together. It's like a really great song, you know, or, or a great movie. Like you, you, that sharing the human condition is very healing as well. And it's so funny because from the academic standpoint, you know, I don't know, just from, from their opinion of what art is, they did not think that talking about spirituality was uh, appropriate for an academic paper. So I, they tried to fail me in like the second trimester of the program. And I was like, um, you know, I was like, no, I'm, they wanted to give me 45%. And you know what? This is the thing, guys. I just think that it doesn't matter what you create, right? I think that at the core of your being, if you're creating something of beauty for yourself, which is who you really should be creating for, if you're healing yourself, if you're feeling it and it's true to you, it's so authentic, it's raw, and you're feeling the emotion, 100%, that's going to touch somebody else. And that's the power of art. Because art is universal, it transcends language, transcends culture, transcends all divisions. And people try and tell you what art is. Never listen to that. Listen to yourself. And I just think that you just have to be raw in that. Like just, just be really honest with yourself. Express yourself. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, you're, and I, I love just how involved you are in so many different pursuits. You know, you're a cultural leader for the World Economic Forum. I know you have some really exciting things coming up at Davos. Um, tell us a little bit about all that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so this project with Deepak Chopra, um, I'm going to be presenting at the, at the World Economic Forum at Davos in, in January. Uh, I have been uh, tapped on the shoulder to be a cultural leader uh, for the World Economic Forum. Um, I think that basically, you know, advocating for mental health through digital art, through especially public art installations, um, is something that, you know, the world needs more of, and the world needs to see more of and to normalize. Uh, the fact that mental health and art and technology can actually become this wonderful, you know, um, combination, this confluence 
uh, can be effective also in, in helping us evolve and helping us go get through this difficult period where, you know, the algorithms are separating us and therefore causing loneliness and separation. I think that the algorithm of art and love should be more dominant and, and uh, be expressed through the digital mediums, and that should be the dominant uh, normalized practice. And um, with Deepak, you know, we're going to create this project together because I believe that through emerging technologies of AI, blockchain, and metaverse, and um, of course that involves the avatar itself and digital identity, we can actually scale um, effective um, solutions to the mental health crisis. So his digital avatar is something that we definitely want to use, like demonstrate as a use case. And it'll be the first demonstration of how AI uh, in the metaverse and avatars can be used for humanity. And I think that that can also be demonstrated in how it can create an actual you know, um, business for good, you know, a commercial project that is, that actually benefits people is not a parasitic practice that tries to exploit the weaknesses of people, but rather enriches people. Because quite frankly, in the situation that we're in right now, we're experiencing accelerated change and accelerated, uh, advancements of technology. Our world will remember this day, 10 years from now, is going to be radically different. We are going to live in a world that we don't recognize. Uh, that is how disruptive the technology will be. So it should be our mission to find ways using emerging technology to make us better, smarter, and happier people. And I think that the technology can actually achieve it. We just need to put our efforts into it and show the world what is possible because most people don't see until they see with their eyes. Okay, so that's the power of art. We are the ones that visualize and create the possibilities of the future that the commercial enterprise will not invest in because it's not something they could think they could commercialize. So let's create beauty that can also be commercialized. I love that. I love that. And, you know, speaking about the power of this technology and, you know, our shared understanding of the importance of tokenization, uh, we do have a very special announcement to unveil today. Um, as you know, at NFT Now, we are building the future of tokenized media. And we are very excited to announce that we are going to be tokenizing our first ever podcast episode and airdropping it to all NowPass holders. And its subject is none other than yourself. In our forthcoming episode of the NFT Now podcast, there you are. <laughs> Give it up for Krista Kim, everyone. Wow, thank you. What an honor. This is truly a, a very historic moment. I'm extremely humbled. And I can't tell you how important this, this is because what NFT now, what now media is doing is, uh, you know, preserving democracy for uh, the 21st century and beyond in the age of, you know, AI and blockchain. We need journalism that is decentralized and verified in the blockchain 
in order to make healthy decisions of what's wrong and versus what's right and have a, this, you know, democracy. So thank you very much for what you do and thank you for the honor. Absolutely. I, I can't think of anyone better to, to lead this charge with us, to carry this torch. Um, not only does this commemorate an incredible uh, moment that we've been able to share together uh, with the Gateway Korea, um, but we'll also be able to tell stories together and, um, and create new chapters together in the future with this as we launch the Now Network, as we launch the member portal and its rewards marketplace. And there's just gonna be so much ahead. And again, I can't think of anyone better to do it with considering just how much overlap there is in our vision for the future of tokenized media, for the future of digital identity, and for this whole new paradigm that we are charting and building together. So thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. And thank you to uh, Now Media team, everyone. I thank you so much. It's quite an honor. Thank you. Give it up for Krista Kim, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and want to dig in a little deeper on what we're building at NFT Now, please check out the Now Pass and the Now Network. We're building the future of tokenized media. I would love for you to be a part of it. You can learn more at nowpass.xyz and you can hop in our Discord at discord.gg slash nftnow uh, to connect with the community. Thank you again for listening to the NFT Now podcast and we'll see you again this time next week.